the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. I'm here with Brendan, and we have the guys from Pitch Black Manor with us tonight. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, do you want to just quickly tell everyone uh, who you are and what you do in the band, like what your roles are, basically? Yeah, uh, Chad, you start. Sure. I'm Chad Pfeiffer. I'm the bass player and uh, drummer. Play the keyboards along with the other guys. Hey, I'm Lyle, and I do most of the guitars. Uh, I'm Josh, and actually, I do all the guitars. <laughs> we said most, but this is bullshit already. Yeah. No, I'm Josh. I do uh, lead vocals, and uh, sometimes I play some keyboards, help compose some songs, uh, but, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, conceptual stuff. It so. would be great, though, if this whole podcast just turned into a, just a breakout fight of us about whose role is what. Now, if you really get down to it, I'm the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> we can uh, live document the breakup of the band for the second time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. And the end of the podcast. I can't believe it. Uh, wow. We're doing it all at once, guys. Hey, man. So um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, you guys started in the 90s, right? Like uh, 1990, I think. Yeah, that's right. We were in high school. Nice. That's awesome. And uh, you broke up, oh, we split up in, was it 95? Yeah, around then. Uh, we... Were you still in high school? <laughs> yeah. And actually, we are. We we all just graduated. So we thought, you know, let's get another album in. I just got my GED, actually, guys. <laughs> yeah, Josh did not. <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to interrupt Zach. no it's all good we're gonna fuck around so it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you guys reformed last year was it uh, i think it was last year right that's right yep and what made you guys bring the band back well I think it mostly was, I'm starting to think that we brought this thing back. And have you guys, do you guys ever eat them monster cereals like Count Chocula, Blueberry, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I swear these guys, I, I just mashed cereal the other day. It's fantastic, by the way. <laughs> but I swear there was something in the air about us getting back together because we get together in 2020 and we're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And then this monster mash cereal comes out the year after. I think mm -hmm. there was just something in the air to be honest with you. Yeah. I think general mills is biting our moves, man. I think they saw <laughs> what we were up to. <laughs> Went right after it. I think you guys have to seek sponsorship at this point. Yeah. We'll if you don't, then I don't well, know. What's it's going, going on. to court one way or another. Well, so. I'm going to yeah. be Fruit Brute. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they'll give up the identity. But he's I the think... drummer on the box, Chad. So oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> we Look, the uh, we had been talking about getting back together. We never really broke up as much as we sort of moved on with our, our lives and, and weren't able. You know, we were, disparate, we were in different locations geographically. But, you know, with a pandemic last year, we were able to free up some time. And finally, also the technology caught up in such a way that we can do it remotely. So that was nice. more or less why we were able to. 
was that a lot of like backlog stuff or is this a lot of new uh, material due to like having the time to make new stuff? It's mostly new material. We did go back to some old themes and um, redo a couple of old songs from way back when, but for the most part, nice. you know, yeah, we've just been trying to move forward. Yeah, the first album, like we, I think there was one, two, three that I can get right off the top of my head that were old themes that were just too good. I don't know. You know, it's the themes that stuck with us. I think like Past Haunt was one of them. That's mm. more of kind of like a, a you know, a dance, uh, Haunted House dance song. And then uh, Dance in Fiend, um, which was a big part of our live show uh, when we were doing things we had a guy come out he was an undead disco dancer and like typically i got into a fight with him on stage and then like we wrestled for a fake gun and pissed the pissed the venue off when we would shoot the the blank rounds and we didn't tell anybody we were going to do it um (laughs) (laughs) a different era man yeah what was the 1692 that was the other one which 1692 was a that one on the first album on monster classics that one we actually took a pretty far departure from the original song and uh i actually i think it's great i think it's one of the ones that we came back to revisit that i was really like this is solid material and as per night creeps no there is not there's really not a scrap of anything that was ever backlogged or thematics that we went uh, from the old school, we we just kind of this game, this album Night Creeps was uh, ground zero kind of. We just kind of started and said, "Okay, let's." Hell yeah! It was um, it was very different in some ways to the previous album. I uh, I really liked it, but you guys definitely changed sounds and themes a little bit. I noticed. Yeah, I mean, you can. We went with a very direct on Monster Classics. It was you know, Wolfman. Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. you know, Invisible Man. We went very much so because it was called Monster Classics, and that's right. really we wanted to get to, like the real roots of you know, like our, I guess the thematic we we originally kind of started with, and all of our interests that we held across the board with one another another for like old horror movies and whatnot. But with Night Creeps, we went, yeah, it's very much so more in the, uh, I guess you'd say like slasher psychopath there's tinges of supernatural in there you know Mm -hmm. italian giallo kind of themed stuff and a little bit uh you know yeah we definitely want a different direction than uh the first one and i i don't think any of us would be really happy if we didn't kind of kind of try and break some new ground on a second album oh yeah yeah I, I, like the actual music itself was definitely more like sort of EDM, like upbeat stuff as well, which I thought was really, it was a really catchy, really fun album. Like I really enjoyed Blast. Yeah. My oh, wife yeah. and I were listening to it tonight and uh, she was just like, wow, this is kind of fun, you know? And I'm just like, yeah. And it's just so dark and evil and you actually <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It was great. It's, it's good music to make babies too. Just yeah, yeah. Monsters, you gonna make monsters, Brendan? Stop! <laughs> I've already got two. There, there was a an email exchange that was pretty funny when we were working on one of the songs, and I was saying, you know, I just sort of wanted to get another synth hook in there, 
to just try and make it more fun. It felt like it needed more of a fun element. And Lyle responded, this song's about a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean it can't be fun. (laughs) Exactly. You have to have fun, dude. Like, especially if you're a serial killer, like you can't just be the mundane serial killer. Like you got to have some bounce and pop, man. (laughs) (laughs) Nips and hips. I think that's what serial killers all say. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was Ed Gein, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, who, who is uh, your your uh, favorite uh, serial killer? Oh, we're gonna go way off here. I'll let the other two answer first, and then I'll go. Lyle, jeez. Um, uh, I mean, you don't have to have one. This is a weird. You can rephrase it as most right, interesting. I, I I don't. I'm not a deep. This isn't going to be a deep cut, but I, I like creepy hippie stuff, so I'm going to go with Manson. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> That's exactly where I, I Lyle. That is a, that that answer is very much so you. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're not going to be honest with each other, then what are we doing here? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm a very uh, I'm a I'm a Gacy man myself. Uh, I love clowns. <laughs> You know, well, I'm not saying I don't want him over for dinner, but especially now that he's dead. But, uh, you know, I've got a lot of clown collections and stuff like that. I've got like, it's too bad the Zoom isn't with the visual because generally when I do these uh, meetups, I've got uh, a big clown painting right behind me. Um, Yeah, it's one of the hobo clowns. It's an Emmett Kelly, actually. And oh, nice. it, looks, it looks like he's burning in hell, which is why I really like the the picture. I don't know. I don't think Emmett Kelly really in, intended on that. But, yeah, I mean, for this album, you know, we tapped some other – I tapped some other serial killer, like, uh, I guess, uh, like on – what was this? On Night Creeps, there's kind of a uh, – Rodney Alcala where it was kind of a, uh, I guess you'd say – inspirational in that piece because he really creeped me out uh, <laughs> as the dating game killer if you ever look him up on YouTube um, he has some really uh, choice lines it's, he looks like a smiling shark when uh, you know they're questioning on there it's pretty inter- another interesting one but I'm a go Gacy so <laughs> go, go Gacy. Team Gacy I had this you know I tend to prefer my serial killers to be fictional uh as with most horror, but well, you know, I had this really interesting experience where I went to the museum of death in San Diego, California, yes. and they have okay tons of interesting crime scene photos there. One room they have in there is uh, just correspondence from serial killers. They've got letters from Ramirez and, and from the proprietor of the museum who corresponds with all of these guys, they've got Gacy stuff in there. And I was looking around and reading it. And I just thought, man, these guys are idiots. You know, you, you, we tend to think of them in such cool, collective Hannibal Lecter kind of ways, but it was really on display just how abnormally stupid most of these guys were. And I thought that yeah. that was just a really interesting perspective that you would get in an exhibit like that. So it had great worth. All that said, it's Ted Bundy for me. I really like that dude's style. Totally. Chad's Chad. <laughs> totally a Ted Bundy, man. I knew it. <laughs> He's got the, he is astounding with the things that that dude i mean he the he escapes so he escapes yeah at least two i think it was against all odds 
yeah it was uh, yeah they did escape and they were like running around and they didn't believe him at first and they're like oh you should just go back home honey you know you're like no man no yeah probably should not have represented himself in court though no <laughs> no <laughs> all the good ones do it's always mess, messed up when you watch the judge on that. The judge is all like, you know, it's the end of this trial. You've heard these hideous things. You know, he's got bite marks on people and shit like that. And the judge is like, well, well, son, you, you just went the wrong way. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that you, yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> um. I watched this. Have you guys heard of a show called uh, Dark Tourist? Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. On Netflix, it's on Netflix, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a, a New Zealand guy hosting it. And uh, he goes around, like, if you haven't seen it, he goes around to different cities and uh, in different countries as well and kind of does, like, dark tourism. So anything from, like, serial killers to, like, mass graves, like, you know, all this that dark type of stuff. And he goes to, I think it's, I can't remember where it is. Where, where was Ed Gene based again? Ed Gein was out of Wisconsin. Yeah. I was about yeah, to say, it was, it's Wisconsin. It Wisconsin. Yes, he goes to Wisconsin and he goes on like the Ed Gein tour. Yeah. And oh, uh, God. there's all these women, like, I don't know, raging all ages, like 23 to 50, who are like completely in love with Ed Gein. And he's like, well, I why thought do you it was to? actually Dahmer. Maybe I thought it oh, was Dahmer. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was, it was Dahmer. Dahmer. Yes, yeah. you're right. Sorry. I got yeah, see, I'm going to be yeah. the guy correcting on some serial shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I got that wrong. It's Dahmer. Um, and yeah, and all the women are like, well, he, we could have fixed him. And he just needed love. And I think he's fascinating how he didn't want to have to torture and kill them. He just felt like he needed to. Like, yeah. it's, it's really yeah. weird. It was pretty bizarre. You were watching you're that. Like, like, yes, Karen, that's a great idea. He was also very gay. He wanted nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll fix that too. Fix it all. Yeah. I mean, and that's that, what, that, that's got to be what's going on there, right? <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one that one woman on that that show who's like, I could have fixed him. Like, how would you fix him? Cuddles. <laughs> yeah. With your skin. Yeah. If you could go back in time and be that person's mother, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, that's there you go. Because that's, that's the stuff the that's generally right? missing. Just, like, yeah. Give him a hug and like the freaking cold toy ass whore, like maybe not hit him once or twice or at all. You know, it's just a little, just a little story. <laughs> maybe hit him more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we touch you know the the thematics and in the album, they you know it, it rolls towards some serial killers, you know. You know, slasher. That's the the best. Yeah, you it's know. more of a vibe, I think, on this one than it was a yeah. uh, direct one to one like on Monster Classics. Sure, where we were mm-hmm. writing songs about different monsters. Uh, whereas here, we were we we didn't. Lyle had written a draft for something, and he just called it Night Creeps, and we thought that sounded good. And then it was, well, what does that mean? Because it could have so many meanings. Uh, mm-hmm. People who are actual night creeps, a feeling you get. Uh, sorry, it's very loud here, and we. You know, we were also all, as Josh referenced, watching Giallo and 70s sleazy kind of stuff. And I think that those sounds also influenced what we were working on. And then in terms of the the musician or in terms of the music, we were stripping back a little bit more. It was a little less new romantic maybe than the first album and a little more straight up uh, sleazy synths and, mm. and very straightforward guitars. Uh, we were kind of saying sleazy Devo a little bit while we were writing. <laughs> 
You had yeah. me at sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like Saturday Night Cleaver is very, you know, it's got that kind of creepy oozy feel you know it's the guy with the slick back hair and the kind of nasty mustache and the blue blockers on that's cruising the sunset strip you know that's the that's the kind of thing that i saw when you know we were working on a little bit of sweaty cocaine action absolutely yeah Yeah. you know it's just such an unglossy era Uh, ugliness was very in vogue in say the mid to late 70s people are really hairy and just not (laughs) <laughs> just wasn't uh, aesthetics weren't as important and that was kind of a cool vibe i don't know i thought it worked yeah, for this everybody's just unkempt yeah it's kind of right. to some extent coming back in in some like subcultures now which is cool to see yeah, yeah. Um, the uh the we did a quick oh, i did a quick video for for night creeps recently and uh generally i'll kind of i'll end up sneaking myself into the video in some way because these guys aren't around enough to shoot you know i've been wanting to hopefully we'll be able to work that out here within like the next uh, year or so uh, as um chad may be coming a little bit closer to us here because lyle's about three hours away but uh yeah i think that uh i let my hair grow out during covid and i got pretty scruffy so i think that uh we'll go with uh you know the lack of a you know, beauty standards for myself in that video as well. So <laughs> filming that at like three o'clock or whatever, I think it was like 11, 12 o'clock at night in the grocery store filming that was kind of interesting because, you know, these days with like COVID and stuff like that, that place was like a, a graveyard to yeah. film parts of that video in. And it just seemed like uh, it, it was the it was the right vibe for it. So. I, uh, I fully get the uh, letting your hair grow out during COVID things. I did the exact same thing uh, as well. It got past my shoulders, and then I ended up getting so sick of having long hair that I just cut it all off, which I do kind of regret now. But at the same time, I'm relieved. You did have an amazing Jesus vibe going. Yeah, I well, that's why I cut it partially, because I had people on the street telling me I looked like Jesus on like a weekly basis. You could... Uh... You can get some uh, charity work, get some uh, cash. Maybe you could just showed up places, laid hands on people. You well, know, I did, yeah. I did a public poll on Facebook before I cut my hair, asking people if I should start a cult uh, or cut, get a haircut. And the cult <laughs> did win the poll, but I chose you to did, ignore it. The cult did win. They did win the poll. You've got the name I for it. Let's be honest. You know, the, <laughs> the sweet love cult. <laughs> Lyle's going to be in it because he loves him some Manson. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, you can be the consult. You can consult for me. Like, how do I get it to Manson level proportions? <laughs> there you go. We'll meet girls that way. <laughs> um, so basically, we're going to talk a lot about horror during this. It's, it's going to be partly about music, and Brendan and I are also massive horror movie fans. I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark that you guys are too. Mm. Um, so, in correlation Ooh. to your album release, have you guys watched the new Fear Street movies? Any, uh, what were they called? Oh, Fear Street? No, yeah. I, I actually haven't seen them. You know, that might, that's a little, maybe, I had, there was a guy that was working on the bathroom in the apartment, was a huge fan of that book series, and he was about 20 years younger than me. So, I think that we <laughs> missed the, the boat on those, because they're, they're like a mid-90s book series, right? Fear Street? 
I think they are, but the the actual movies have gone like a really throwback '80s slasher vibe, which is why it kind of like resonated <laughs> with your album a little bit. It's got uh, that. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, no, it's, it's I I bookmarked too. them because I do want to check it out. Um, but no, I haven't gotten a chance to watch those yet. And aren't so, those where the the uh, slasher sparkle in that? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Twilight of slashers. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> they sparkle in the sunlight. There's three parts, and it starts in present day, and then goes huh. back by uh, two decades, and then back by 300 years um, to like the origin of the curse that starts the whole slasher thing. Oh, I was um, about to say they're keeping it real consistent. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I don't know. It's 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 kind of goofy, but it's a lot of fun. But it's just like a fun throwback. So I think you guys would dig it. It's worth watching. Yeah, yeah, it's on the list. On Netflix, I've been watching uh, Kingdom, which is the Korean zombie series. Oh Have yeah, you guys I checked? watched that. That's great. Oh, yeah. I was good. I saw that. I want to start it. It's wonderful. Just, oh, it's really I good. Just, oh, I want to see it. I'm gonna. Have, yeah. you, um, have you watched the special episode yet? They just brought out. I, I no, I haven't. I just finished the the two seasons, but you know it's interesting because zombies seem to be so played out, and it just seems like I wouldn't want to watch any more content like that. But they had enough variation on it, and the sort of feudal Korea stuff was so interesting. I, I just thought it was really good. And then Black Summer too on the same thing kind of knocked knocked it out of the park. I thought. Dirty so. Black Summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dancing, dancing, dancing's here. <laughs> I actually don't think we've made it through a single podcast interview without Danzig coming up. You know what? <laughs> There's something weird about that. I don't think that it would be appropriate to, at this point, not mention Danzig. And then, yeah. you know, when, when the world actually does end, you know there's going to be a huge crack in the middle of the fucking earth. And the misfits are gonna come up playing through, and they're gonna lead the way, and that's it. You know it. But Glenn won't be there because of some legal reason or something. You're like, what? <laughs> right, 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 right. It's the Jerry new misfits. Only will be singing, and we'll be like, you oh, know what? Oh, man. Man. I love the misfits, but I, I love that '97 era. Like, it's so damn good. Like, when those guys all get together, like, let them fucking play, dig up my bones, like, do it. Just fucking do it. It's so goddamn good. Like, I love it. Yeah, wasn't Chad, I don't know if it was you, but somebody was relating some hilarious Danzig stories about that they had went to his apartment or something like, not not his apartment, his house. Yeah, like, we're his house out here dude, in LA, tell this yeah. shit if, if this Well, is- I don't even know if it was, it was just somebody had gone through for a tour because the house was selling and I don't know if he was on the run or what, but he just sort of evacuated it. And so a lot of his personal <laughs> effects were just around. Um, they closed the house up because people were getting appointments to go look at it and getting credit checks and everything just because they wanted to see Danzig's house. So they ended up like, taking it off the market. Um, I know, but it dude. was funny stuff. You can look it up online and find it. I'm going to check it out. It's like That's all fun. of it's like Tasmanian devil posters and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, honestly, it looks like what <laughs> a rocker would have in this house. He's obviously, you know. like, you know, he's got something going on. There were little toy candelabras. And I mean, it's really not that different than things I have around here. So, no, yeah, it's I totally. Danzig's, Danzig's great, honestly. Like, it's yeah. funny because we talk about, you know, the stuff that the stuff that we do. I mean, I was turned on to Danzig kind of, I don't know, late into the game for, you know, I wasn't really into like hard rock, 
metal, but my buddy, and this was sometime around in high school, he turned around. He was like, oh, you should really check out this, this Danzig album. I'm like, fine, I'll give it a shot. And I ended up that first Danzig album. I mean, well, Chad, great. Chad and I went and saw the How uh, the How the Gods Kill tour, and yeah, like lost dude. our we lost our hearing at the that's like Ballroom. the best. I, I love that song too, dude. Even like, dude, that shit is really good. It and is. Sister I mean, did a, a cover of that song uh, with the singer from Church, and I'll tell you, it's one of the best fucking things you ever hear. So goddamn good. Well, yeah, yeah. I love. Denzig both ironically and ironically. Like I love him for the meme factor, but his music is genuinely fantastic. Like those first few albums yeah. in general, just completely yeah. solid. Well, he's sort of everything that's great about obviously the Misfits are just an amazing band, but the but his solo stuff too is it's metal. It is everything that's great about metal in that it actually sounds good, but it's also kind of funny because it takes itself mm. a little too seriously. And he is right. just such the embodiment of that, that it's fun yes. to mock him a, a little 1950s, bit. A 1950s, like, stereotypical, like, strict yeah,ness But then there's, like, Satan, too. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> just a yeah. mix. Just, it's just very buttoned up, thing. but very satanic at the same time. Right, yeah. exactly. But, um, you know, I you, you I completely agree with you, James. It's unironic and ironic both at the same time, which is kick-ass. <laughs> That's a great way to experience it. Music. Yeah! <laughs> I think a lot of people feel the same way about Burzum. Um, I mean, I'm personally not the biggest fan of it, but I think there's that same thing where some people genuinely love the music, but then Varg is like the biggest meme in the music industry. Well, he's up there at least. You know, Dan, like, I think of, I put Danzig in my, you know, top, I'd say top 15 of because it's hard to hard to really narrow it down. But, you know, it was a, he was a huge vocal influence on me because when I listened to him, you know, I was like, hey, this guy's channeling Elvis and he's channeling Morrison and he's, you know, and kind of just makes it work somehow. And, you know, there's been some tracks where, you know, I've hit some notes in the way I've, uh, you know, have hit things in songs where I was like, boy, that sounds awfully Danzig and, you know, wanted to pull it back. Cause you know, I can see my own influences come through, through sometimes when I'm working on stuff. As long as you're not yelling, go, you're all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, I'm going to, I'm going to take that out of our repertoire. No go. You got it. <laughs> <No> go. <laughs> that's, that's literally the chorus. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like Danzig took a lot of his repertoire from Jim Morrison at the same time. Like, there's so much influence from Jim Morrison's vocal style to Danzig's. I mean, obviously, there's like yeah. the, the heavy metal side of things, not as much, but the bluesy side of things, it's it's a little, there's a lot of similarities there. He enunciates. <laughs> well, it's also the baritone voice, and you know, the Doors are pretty metal. They just weren't, you know, they weren't brick walling it like they probably would have been two decades later, but. I think they're pretty foundationally the way that they write their songs and just the attack on it is pretty metal. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that's been pretty huge influence on like a lot of music that came later. Um, them and like Zeppelin, both those guys, not metal yeah. bands, but like massively influential on later bands. Deep Purple around that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was talking to a friend about this recently. Like uh, prog rock, the amount of like influence that seventies prog rock had on especially the more technical genres of metal, like it's just, it's huge. It, it wouldn't be the same without bands like Yes or Rush or any of those guys. Oh, especially King Crimson. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, they're coming around soon too again, man. Oh. But we are getting off topic. Um, so back to horror movies. I'm going to ask you guys: Do you have personal favorites, or is it too hard to narrow it down? I'll go for that one because it's easy. Um, I saw the Night of the Living Dead when I was a young teenager, and um, just at the time that hit me, that that is my all-time favorite. Like I, I can still watch it and enjoy it. Um, I know it doesn't like push a lot of buttons for a lot of you know, people, but that's that's definitely mine. Nice. You mean the original one, right? The black and white version. Yeah, the black and white version, um, the public domain. I mean, you can get, yeah, that one. Awesome. Yeah, that one's great. You know, uh, I'd go with, i go with the standby for me is if somebody was to push me into a corner and just say, okay, horror movie for scariness and actually like being effective just across the board of what it did at the time, um, I would say I'm going I'm to go Phantasm um, because honestly, well, I saw that film Phantasm and the Fog as a double feature when I was like three or four years old at the drive-in and it just stuck with me, you know, over the years. And I think that the dreamlike quality of, of Phantasm, just the way that they were able to jump between, well, is this reality is it not reality? And then, you know, the death of, um, you know, a close, a close sibling, a family member like that, and bringing this all kind of into this melange of like the, the guy who Angus Scrim, I believe his name is, I mean, is one of the most imposing like horror figures, I think. And he didn't need much prosthetics or anything that guy's stride, um, in and of itself, you know, in the film when you watch it. And actually in the song, one of the songs on Night Creeps, they, they say uh, something, it's like horror stride or something like that. And it's actually, you know, little references to like things like that, you know, uh, his, uh, his just imposingness and like the silver ball that drills into people's heads. I mean, and the otherworldly dimensional nature of these like Jawa creatures that come out of nowhere and attack people in the dark. It, that movie just for me is, and, and of course just every theme around that surrounds death. It's, you know, I mean, it takes place in a mortuary and he's, you know, raising the dead. I'm, and I don't know, it's just got a, it's got a great vibe and the music, the soundtrack itself is the, the theme for, I guess you'd say phantasm is, that's fantastic. Bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, you know, it's if if I had to pick a movie, I think it would be Evil Dead Two, which <laughs> uh, yes was just such a man. When I saw that, it just blew my mind in terms of the fact that it was scary. It was also hilarious. It had three three Stooges slapstick in it. Amazing sound design in that movie, and it was a little low rent and cartoony but still managed to terrify but i i mean it's more funny than it is a scary movie and i i could probably find some actual really scary movies that i um that i like but i think in general for me personally i'm just a big fan of or i hold very dear that return of the living dead fright night yeah um yeah. you know kind of mid early to mid 80s 
uh horror genre it's it's kind of friday the 13th part three for whatever reason just right around like 80 to 80 uh, 83 to 86 it was just so many great movies that really uh turned me on to the genre and then i i always liked the universal horror movies but then you know of course i went back and watched those again it, of the classic stuff i love i in later life discovered the rko val luton movies that were competing with universal like um cat woman uh sorry curse of the cat woman oh yeah right and man, do I love those movies. I Walk with the Zombie. And there was one called Isle of the Dead that we sampled pretty heavily oh, when, when we were young. Right. Yeah. Holy crap. If you want to talk about a movie that at the time, you know, I could have only imagined seeing that in the theater at the time that was released. Yeah. I mean, it's got, it's genuine, you know, there's not really, you know, I don't know if you guys have never ever seen it, but not to give much away, there's... So once again, it's the, you know, it's not really, it's the people that are scary in that movie. Yeah. You know? And they're, and actually it's very, very relevant film now because it, it actually has to do with a plague. Yeah. That it's a is, quarantine. Yeah. yeah. That has, yeah, it's a quarantine film. So it that, and if you were going to be like, cause I thought it was funny during COVID to go ahead and watch some things that were very like, uh covid <laughs> it's like like mask of the red death like i watched that within the first m- month or two of being at home and i i watched isle of the dead and like just kind of got into this whole quarantine kind of feel and isle of the dead though is yeah well, I, that's I, a perfect setup because the, yeah. the isle of the dead is a, it's a graveyard island Yes. they're going over to visit people on and then plague hits the mainland so they have to stay there <laughs> in quarantine on that island and there's somebody who's cataleptic who has death-like symptoms when she goes into her trances you can kind of see where that's going but there's also a movie called bedlam that's really good from that time um and i said cat woman i think what i meant was cat people and cursed right. cat, yeah. <laughs> cat cat woman is quite different uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love the litter box scene in Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Perfect. I mean, if you're, into that, is horrifying. if you're into that kind of potty stuff. <laughs> Don't look at me, but look at me. Uh, <laughs> Brendan, what about you, Brendan? What have you got? So I'm going to have to, I, I, I was going on and listening around and I was thinking about my favorite movie and it was Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. Right on. yeah, and I was thinking, I was like, uh, it was for the like, oh, basically the same reasons. I was like, dude, this is like, it was funny, had some good action in it. It wasn't quite exactly scary, but I think they just like fed off of like, you know, when, when they made the first movie, I feel like they were like, all right, let's do this better, and then they made the second one, right? right. It was almost kind of like a a non-committal do-over, right? And then I don't know, Army of Darkness just was just. Well, it's so great. crazy. It's a crazy movie. And when do you get to see something like that these days where they just, it's right. medieval and there's a horror then, movie guy with a shotgun and nobody makes flicks If like you that. haven't mentioned Bruce Campbell and liking horror, then I don't know what you're doing in your life. So, right. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, we obviously have a, uh, when we, you know, there's a serious, because honestly, you know, it's funny that Chad says, because uh, I'm like, I'm saying fant- phantasm because we qualify, but I mean, you know, on the other hand, it, it's a very hard toss up for me. I go phantasm or I say fright night, which I think is one of the most superb horror films across the board, you know, for 
everything from, you know, practical special effects, you know, which are amazing in that film. And the fact that it's got a lot of humor, but I mean, you know, it's got some tense moments in the film. So yeah. And, and I think our music very much so kind of runs into that as well, where we're not taking, you know, there's some songs that it seem a little bit more serious, but there's always a lot of tongue in cheek, what we're up to. So, well, yeah, uh, Night has that spark song on it, uh, armies of the nighter and suddenly everybody likes sparks. That's like the new band that everybody likes uh, these days. There's a documentary coming out about them. And I know that they were top sellers in England in the seventies or something, <clears throat> but that armies of the night song, I thought it was the only one that liked it. It's all over that documentary. <laughs> yeah it's a great it's actually a great song you know yeah but it's so i mean it's the most 80 if i could pick an 80s song i'd say that is probably one of the most 80s songs oh, ever yeah. you know and that's yeah. throwing out huey lewis in the news and also <laughs> that soundtrack although i think the lost boys has the the 80sist okay yeah i could I have yeah. that on vinyl that uh the lost boys soundtrack nice it's uh, it, you're right. It is aggressively '80s, <laughs> but awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, if we're speaking of soundtracks, like to like, I might be. It just might be showing my age here, but like, I have two favorite soundtracks, and I, it's the Judgment Night soundtrack, and the Crow. Well, nice. Yeah, those are both good, man. Judgment Night. That was the hip hop, the uh, grunge kind of crossover. Yeah, soundtrack, that was right? like the first kind of mashup series, you know, like. Yeah, I thought that was so like cool. Shaking it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, and then the Crow, my, that's just a classic one. My favorite soundtrack from any horror movie, or any, I don't know if it's a Picasso quarter, but we're still doing horror movies, but mine would have to be Sinister. The, uh, the soundtrack for that is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, I mean, it's it very, it's very atonal and and um, screechy, and th I, I'm right, right. That's the one where it's got, it's just a lot of like dissonant noises. And... Yeah, it's it's a lot of noise. It's got like uh, older, you know, the band older. They do a song on it. Um, yeah, it's 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 very unsettling. Like it's actually the soundtrack is scarier than the movie is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm uh, betting that was... to be the case. Yeah, yeah that yeah. movie was so so. <laughs> And then I get, okay, so for my picks for horror movies, I have to do it as two categories, like old and new movies. Uh, old ones that stand the test of time, I'm still going to have to go with the original Exorcist. Like, I watched it at the cinema last year again, and it still holds up as like a genuinely scary movie, even that many years later. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to, just because I'm vibing with that, I, I saw one of the sequels to that, one of the best movie theater experiences I ever had. I, I was at a sequel to the exorcist and there was a scene where like a i don't know a statue like a virgin mary statue comes out of an alcove and you don't expect it somebody in the theater fucking freaked out and started, <laughs> started screaming like in terror and it was Spoiler! it was so awesome like just to be there like and have somebody lose their mind while the movie was, I don't know. Sorry to interrupt you there, but no, that no, made me think that, of that. That's a good story. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome, man. It's very that is awesome. You know, that, was it Exorcist Three? The the hallway think, scene with the nurse. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that's. Scary. Oh, you know, like one scene that got me to like really jump was uh, in uh, Pet Cemetery, and oh, when yeah. the fucking. The weird fucking lady that was like, oh, God, it's been so long since I watched it because I can't even. Oh, yeah. That guy, you know, that's, she's that's like actually all a, a in the bed and all that's a guy. Like, 
I know, was really like, skinny and in oh, makeup shit, appliances. Like, pants, man. Like, <laughs> dude, I, I swear to God, it was like also like the first time I watched that. It was also probably one of the first times I ever got stoned in my life. Sorry, mom. And then like, oh, uh, like, get off the computer with your friends. Like, what the fuck is going on around here? Like, why? You know, like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, just bad time. Good, good times, bad times. From here on out, Brendan, I'm going to be your mom in this interview. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about smoking pot with your friends? Oh, God, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, Exorcist, it's funny. Those That, if you go back and look at, because horror, and I mean, that's probably one of the big reasons why we even do what we do and why it's, it continues to be, you know, 25 <laughs> years later from when we started, you know, when we were in high school to now. I mean, it's cathartic and you can just, there's so much, so many good, great things like, you know, Exorcist. There's the perfect one. Lyle's talking about somebody flipped out in the theater. I went and saw it when they did their first re-release into the theater and they had jacked the sound up, okay, on certain parts of the film and I could tell. And they also jacked up the places where they would show those like blue demon faces in the background. But there's a specific scene in there where they get where the priest goes. He's like listening to the tapes. It's like, no, let Jesus fuck you and all that stuff. And he's kind of getting real intense into the tapes. And then all of a sudden, the phone rings. And that I, I I swore the whole theater jumped at the same time when that happened <laughs> in there because the phone was so loud in comparison to the voices that you're trying to comp- like hone in on it just you know and i mean hell that film has got you know if you go back and watch the um the old footage of people showing up at the theater to go see that i mean people were being taken out of that place like legit and like stretchers and stuff like that so oh, yeah and you know it's when you get the that stands the test of time because i view it through a different lens now when i watch it Uh, things that I didn't really pay attention to when I was younger, because obviously you've got the vomiting and the floating over the bed and all of these really cool horror special effects. But the last time I watched it, all of the, you know, there's a long time before those things start happening Yeah, where it's just the anxiety of what's wrong with my child. Yeah. Yeah. And all of the testing um, that's so cold and indecisive and they don't really know what's going on and can't put their finger on it. And that stuff built such a slow current of dread and anxiety in me that when things start going off in the supernatural direction, you know, you're, you already have a sick feeling in the pity of your stomach. You don't have to be a Catholic to, be frightened by this idea you know and it's, it's so yeah, yeah that's like totally that's, true chad yep that's uh something that a lot of modern, modern horror movies can't pick up on like uh, this is a generalization obviously but i think a lot of older horror movies that made them so good was there's a lot of build-up and character development before the the scary stuff started happening and nowadays a lot of the stuff that gets churned out is just launches like you're in the first five minutes and there's already someone possessed you're like okay i don't really care i don't know these characters there's no build-up i'm not stressed Oh man, I watched like one of those Insidious movies or something, or one of the newest one that came out. It's about the 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 two people who investigate the different things. The Warrens, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the whole movie. Well, the new the new one of that man. It was like right in the beginning. They had a kid that was possessed, and it was the funniest scene I've ever seen. I didn't watch anything past that, but this kid was break dancing <laughs> yeah. on a table and punching people in the nuts. 
and like no, nothing yeah. about it was scary. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, if the whole what, then they rolled back and started giving character development, I was like, fuck that. I just want to see this kid beat ass for two hours. <laughs> nothing else about the movie was interesting. Breaking to a uh, electric <laughs> exorcism like, part two. You know? like, what's going on? Yeah, you know, Exorcist actually has one other scary element that many people don't know about, and it only becomes you're like, really? There's an actual convicted murderer in that film. Um, the guy who gives the test to Reagan in yeah. one of the labs or whatever, he's like, comes over. I can't remember mm-hmm. if he does the injection. He's an actual convicted murderer. Well, Whoa. Whoa. yeah. Well, yep. then. Yeah. So, you know, another little bit of exorcist tidbit there. So uh, speaking of the slow crawl stuff right from around that time too, a movie that I love is uh, the changeling with George C. Scott. That's one oh, that I, I'm yes. always pushing on people. Yeah. Hmm. Great haunting movie. And it's a little bit of a slow burner, but um, man, it, there's so many great little horror moments in there. Like some of the best, you know, that's hard too with a haunted house movies. That's yeah. one of the hardest or ghost movies because they almost invariably end terribly. Like what is it? How the remake of house on a haunted hill where Chris Kattan is like a ghost and <laughs> helping people escape. And you're like, where did this fucking movie go off the rails? He, he sparkles in that movie a little you know, bit when he's the ghost coming back. He's kind of a sparkly ghost. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, that genre itself, you know, the ghost genre is such a hard one to nail. Like you got, uh, but probably that one's great, but you also got the innocence from, mm-hmm. I think about 1956 genuinely right now, go watch that film, turn the lights off. It's either 56 or 65. I think I'm being dyslexic here, but, uh, it's a black and white and it's the turn, turn the of the screen. off, write it, watch that by yourself. And I'll tell you what, it's a genuine once again, it plays on the angle of children and like their kind of mental, de- you know, being me- mentally deconstructed in this, you know, or the mental deconstruction or destruction, I should say. And it, it really, you know, it grabs you, you know, so there's, yeah, you're not finding a lot of these types of films being ma- made now. They're all about the money shot. Um, you know, it's like how porn all got ruined too. I mean, <laughs> I know you watch, yeah, you know, Boogie Nights, watch Boogie Nights and that'll tell you the story. It's the same story of horror right there. See, <laughs> yeah, it's just like either be scared or horny. You got it. All right. Next round. Or sometimes both. Time. I mean, can you be both? That's okay. Right. Yes, it you can okay. be by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just making sure. I thought you always were. <laughs> is that just me yes <laughs> Futurama actually uh, coined a term for that calling it scaroused oh scaroused like okay yeah uh, are you, have you guys ever watched that uh, uh, what's that show it's about a bunch of um, fantasy football dudes uh, the league mm-hmm. and the fear boner I like the sound of this it. boner stinks of fear. Yeah, oh God, so there cool. was a, a great old David Cross stand-up comedy bit about that because he had seen there was a video box for pornography called My Ass is Haunted. <laughs> yep. God. Well, Dude, I love Mr. Show. I love all the oh my God. He's like, Do you are you supposed to get scared while you're jacking off? Like, oh yeah. Ah! <laughs> 
That's when you come the best. You're so scared. <laughs> you have to time it just right. And that yep. era of filmmaking is just, it's not there anymore. Top notch. <laughs> it's not there anymore. It's a, a, I don't, I feel like everything's kind of like, I don't know, just mm, boring. It's tough because movies are expensive. There's good horror movies out there being made and it's just, yeah, diffi- yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's just difficult to get them. There's such a plethora. There's so much content. I mean, there's just like way too much. So they tend to get lost, but there are some good modern movies being. Do you like the modern movies? So I feel like the um the uh the newer movies that are good are the ones that are kind of going in a different direction with horror and doing like the, the more like metaphorical stuff for mental illness and loss, like stuff like um uh, hereditary and uh Midsommar. Like those Midsommar's great like, too. Those are good films, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I thought Midsummer was a really, really cool movie. And I love and that, that movie. Yeah, and um and in even the lighthouse was a pretty interesting movie. There's some yeah. that are get you know that have uh, some pretty cool sort of they, they don't have to be big Hollywood scare a second kind of things right I, th- I think like the ones that are trying to be different that are more interesting these days and the ones that are trying to do big budget of the same thing that's being done yeah I can't remember the name of it but there was a really good one about this dude that had like split personalities it might have just actually been called split yeah, oh, split. Right. yeah, that's that was one with uh, James McAvoy. That's part of the um, M. Night Shyamalan universe. There's the three movies yeah, that yeah, go. Yeah, 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 that was freaking what? <laughs> wow, it was um, Unbreakable, Split, and there was a third one, uh, where they all of them met up in one movie and fought each other. Oh, I gotta, I, I, I'm familiar with Split, but I'm not familiar with the other ones. I'm just, I don't know, I've been more into uh, uh, sci fi stuff lately. I thought The Witch was a really good. Oh, that was yeah. so Ooh, good. Yeah. yeah. The uh, old Massachusetts era kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, they used for that, and it's, you know, we talk about, you talk about Sinister, that, that, because it, you know, Sinister, I've not really heard that, but I, the way you were describing that, they actually, there's an instrument that they constructed for the witch that, I can't remember what the name of the instrument is, but it's a very, it's like, it's a made instrument. They made it kind of for the explicit purpose of kind of horrifying you through audio. And if so, if you get a chance to look it up, it shows you like this contraption and it's just, it's amazing. And that's why the, the soundtrack in that too, when you're watching it just is, it creeps you the hell out, you know. I saw yeah. that the theater with like myself and my wife, of... and that was it. You know, two people in the theater, and that was a oh, cool. really amazing experience. I, I watched it just at my house by myself in the basement alone, like most nights. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'll come over, really Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good, dude. Is this creepy? Well, because like I live, I've got a really awesome tree line, you know, like in my backyard, and I'm just like looking out back there, and there's like this kind of swamp, and I'm just like, I always keep um like, you know how you have like folk folklore tales from like all like, you know, back all the way back to whenever, you know, just folklore tales, right? So I I wanted to create one. And have it, like, be, like, the witch of... I live in South Windsor, but I wanted the, the witch of Windsor, right? And, like, 
I don't know. I've been thinking about creating my own kind of horror-ish thing. If not for, like, the sake of just scaring my own children, but maybe just maybe doing something someday with something. But oh, I did that. It's a great way. You can actually, if, by frightening your children, it, it's a great way of uh, creating new, like, I have a dummy in my house called, uh, it's a ventriloquist dummy, and we called him Other Brother. And, <laughs> and my twin my, my twin boys, like, whenever we'd be goofing around, I'm like, I, I think Other Brother's looking at you guys. He's been oh, talking right. to me. And we'd goof around with them. And actually, it got to the point, though, where they had kind of helped create the story around Other Brother and everything like that. So it was kind of like this creative story building until one day I found, I went out into the kitchen to go get some food. And I saw these two little legs sticking out of the trash. They had actually taken the other brother ventriloquist doll and stuffed him into the garbage, thinking they could get rid of him somehow. (laughs) 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 And he had these little arms, these little arms, these little stiff arms. And and we, my brother, we'd be goofing around with him and he'd be like, chop, chop. And, the, and his little hands, like, coming at him and stuff like that, they used to drive him nuts. They'll, they'll grow up <laughs> fine. They're fine now. <laughs> What's the other brother up to these days? Oh, he's chilling in a – actually, I have a cabinet with some of my other ventriloquist dolls. I got a – got a, uh, we got one called Warren, um, which actually – that, that one actually has a creepy story attached to it. And since we're going so far off topic, I'll just tell it right Dude, now. Dude, it's all good. I was going to um, ask you, are you a ventriloquist? No, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, yes, hold on. <laughs> Shut up, other brother. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is radio, man. Just say you're a ventriloquist. Yeah, of, of course I am. Oh, my God. No, I'll, I'll tell you a creepy story about the – because I just think ventriloquist dummies – and actually will bring this relevantly – um, the song on the album Night Creeps to the Grave okay. is all about ventriloquist dummy. So um, anyways, we've got this one. You know, I call him Warren. I got him from this, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know the, the store where the American Pickers are or whatever. I yeah. got I, my my uh, wife used to work there a long, long time ago, and she got me a good deal on this ventriloquist dum- dummy. And we got him home. And we're like, what do we call this guy? Because I think the name on the box was really, really fucking crummy. Like, I didn't, it was like the Paul Winchell show dummy. It had the original box and everything. So it's kind of creepy in that regard. But my brother comes in and he's like, oh, that guy's name is, um," and he just looks at him for a second. He goes, it's Warren. And I'm like, oh, that's a great name for a dummy. Well, what's kind of kind of cuckoo is that we were tearing up a bunch of the carpet in one of the rooms that was used to be an old studio of mine up here and we were tearing shit up and we found an old dog tag in the floor and my brother never knew this the dog tag actually had the name the guy's full like was warren something else i can't remember what it was so when he ended up calling this dummy out of the blue i'm like why'd you call this dummy warren and he's like, it just looks like a Warren to me. And I'm like, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know. I don't wow. know. Yeah, it was kind of weird. We just it's the dummy shell shocked. He has a dreams yeah. about the Warren. I got a hobo. Night. I got a hobo clown uh, 
like one. And then I also have, uh, you know, the, the one from uh, Goosebumps, the movie. My kids wanted it. I think they wanted him to do, to do battle with other brother or something. So they bought one of him. Ah. They bought him. I, I was like, what do you guys want? And they're like, we want uh, that dummy from Goosebumps. So I have like those stuck in a cabinet with all my yeah. old monster magazines. I was going to suggest you guys, if you ever ran out of material, there's like, a shit ton of amazing Goosebumps books that you could write songs after. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, I've got them right next to my bed. I'm oh, dude, out. I have all mine from when I was like in like you know third slappy. That's fourth, fifth grade, dude. I got them all. I got a whole like I have two bins and they're just full of Goosebumps books from back in the day, dude. Got them. <laughs> I, I, I saved. I want my though. kids to be scared. It'd be fun. <laughs> Goosebumps was like a perfect childhood book though like I don't know I, I loved it as well I, I haven't met anyone that was sort of around that age that didn't like Goosebumps really Having Horrible Histories was the other one everyone loved never heard of that one but I know that, that um, Goosebumps Scary Stories was the other one yeah there was scary, To Tell in the Dark or something oh like yeah, that. yeah yeah That's yeah right. yeah there's a movie yeah, my, about that they, my wife's a little is younger than I am. She's like 12 years younger than me. So it's kind of funny. Sometimes she'll tell me about things that she thought were scary at her age. And I'm like, that shit was, we were laughing about this shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm 47. So, um, you know, she was telling me about these goosebumps and like, occasionally I'll watch one if my kids were around or something back in the day. And I'm like, Whoa, these things are so unscary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i so I, I never got into watching them but like i had all the books you know what i mean yeah. so i'm a, i'm 10 years younger than you so it's like i god oh, man it's just it's funny to see like that whole like that that the enjoying the whole goosebumps like theme and era but like i i feel like though musically it hasn't been covered and Oh well, we're we're there to help out. We're we're definitely yeah. to help out with that. I think that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, need uh, an endorsement from R.L. Stein. You got R.L. Stein and the cereal company. You guys are set. Yeah, but, uh, why are we being yeah. paid more? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, you said pitchback uh, Stein. Um. So the other thing I want to ask you guys um, before we do run out of time it was. Musically, who do you guys consider sort of the inspiration for your sound? Like, what obviously there's a mashup of a lot of different stuff going on there, but which bands did you guys kind of draw the most inspiration from? Well, we mentioned Devo. That's up there for sure. Yeah, that's huge. Those guys were, I mean, we covered, we actually covered one of their songs when we were much younger, like in high school. We did a cover of Whip It, and that was part of our repertoire for quite a few years. So, yeah, I'd go with... For me, I mean, outside of them, I'd say, I'd actually say Thrill Kill Colt. Um, that one's a big one Hell yeah. for me. Um, huge, I mean, the Confessions of a Knife is a, uh, is from beginning to end, it's an amazing album and it's got a great kind of insane slasher feel to that. You know, if you listen to that all the way through with all the bits, like I have no idea how those yeah. guys didn't get sued for that album, like <laughs> in terms of the amount of sampling that they 
I would, I have no idea if they cleared it or not, but it's wonderfully used. Like there's the great sample. There's well, perfect example. We love disco. Like you're going to like at one point in the time when we were working on the album chats, what somebody said, I don't feel there's enough disco on this album. (laughs) I think it was Chad and you know, he was right. There wasn't enough. And I know that thrill Colt, when like one of the last tracks on that album is like, you know, the, a sample from, I think it's God, the, now I'm going to draw the blank, but I think it's from uh, one of the, uh, it's the, the dead movie where they're in the, the basement of, I don't know. They they're permanently in this like military installation. And you have you have you lost your mind? No, ma'am. Have you? Mm. And then they sample all through um, that. I think that one's Dawn of the Dead, actually, or oh, wow. uh, not Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. That's it. And just sampled the ever living shit out of that. It's such a great album. So that I'd go with Thrill Kill Colt as a big inspiration. You know. Uh, for music for me at least i you know i listen to all all kinds of crazy stuff i was just on the weekend telling josh to listen to this psychedelic cumbia music that i've been digging on yeah i i have a lot of different influences but if you get back to the core you know depeche mode was huge for me when i was in junior high uh and i still go see those guys when they play live I think that because they're so successful and they're a little bit of a teeny bopper nobody else understands my depressed teenage years that they they kind of get laughed at but they're a really amazing band yeah and um they really had a big impact on me and i still listen to them and and actually to kind of back that up if any of you have have seen the video um if you haven't i'd go watch this um the video for the song called wrong um that is a horror video in and of itself yeah i don't know if any of you guys seen it but it's you watch it and you're like if it's the first time you watch it it's kind of got a stunning end on it and you're like the art of video is you we're we're also like because i love doing video so when i see pieces like that i go video's not dead and you can do good things you know like video is still you know music videos are still a very much so uh uh, a Relative. way to get your music out there and like express something about you know uh you know visually w- about your music so check that out it's good i'm really fond of bands like them and um and dead or alive and the pet shop boys who are essentially writing torch songs that could be very well be ballads sung by a woman on a piano top but they put these disco beats under them and it it enters the dance club and i i've always been attracted to that kind of music i you know that's we were talking about metal and we're talking about uh, thrill kill called and i mm-hmm. love the wax tracks industrial sound that we all grew up around and i think probably impacts the three of us the most maybe but um but yeah i still love that kind of romantic dance club stuff that those guys did around then nice i think that uh you guys if you haven't yet uh check out uh ben uh we che- we interviewed uh the cult sounds I think okay. you guys would check. I think you'd enjoy their music. I would actually love to see a tour between you guys. That would be absolutely <laughs> Dude, Oh, my God. Oh, awesome. Oh. All right. Put it together, we'll it. man. We'll do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyone who's listening to that, let's please make that happen. <laughs> Who can make that happen if you are listening? You guys have like some pretty well, kind of similar. They, they're like a gothic rock, a little industrial in there a little bit. 
um, very 80s throwback sound as well. So I think it'd be a good yeah. fit. And I'll, I'll mention it a thousand times. Their rendition of Rhiannon is amazing. Hmm. All right. Uh, around here in the Quad Cities, we've heard far too much um, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're, they're, they're in a big comeback mode right now, too, Fleetwood. They, they, it, dude, you got to just do it. I, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not bullshitting you. I think I have some good taste. So, <laughs> do you, what do you prefer, Booberry or Count Chocula? <laughs> I mix the both together. Uh, and then, I don't know, man. Abomination. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, uh, if, if I had to do it, it depends on the season because if, if it's springtime, I'm Booberry. <laughs> but if if I have, like, uh, yeah, I think it's Booberry. I'm sorry. Okay. Booberry, Fair final enough. answer. What's your winner cereal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's pretty yummy, a, mummy, man. <laughs> yeah. I have a um a sad confession to make. I never grew up with any of these cereals because I lived in Australia, New Zealand, and we did not have a single one of these. So I I feel like I missed out on a huge You're part wrong. of my childhood. You know well, what they, they don't like they don't on James is a bunch of sugar, and your parents spending tons of money on sugar, and more and more sugar. Yeah, we had like sugary cereals. We never had anything cool like like those mascots. All we had was like the monkey from Cocoa Pops and the Dream Tiger from Kellogg's. Uh, yeah, Tony. Tony the Tiger. Yeah, we had that. Yeah, yeah, we you got had, Tony. We never had like Count Chocula, Blueberry, or any of that stuff. I, I know who they are through movies and stuff, but I never had that. Did you have a Captain Crunch? No. What? Jeez. Dude, you haven't had Captain Crunch? No, no, I've had it since I moved to the U.S., but before I came well, here... Well, yeah, so- obviously, I, I assume you have, because that's an option, but, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we didn't have... Uh, uh, we didn't have tricks either, like, none of that stuff. Uh, tricks is bullshit. Yeah, it's a bullshit. Yeah, and, you, and honestly, it, it looks all the same. I get mad just hearing about tricks. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest one we had was the Pokemon cereal, which was limited edition, and it had, like marshmallow shaped like Pikachu and stuff in it when I was a kid, but that was it. And they took that off the shelf because like sugar content is too high. Oh boy. Oh man. Come on guys. That's what we lived. I mean, it, you know, it just goes even for, you know, with like monster cereals. I mean, monster stuff was, that was the biggest thing when I was a kid. So if you could get monster cereal and then you also had like monster figures to play with, like, I mean, it was all, you know, was like the old Remco figures and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, Lucky every Charms had the Leprechaun. That was yeah. a monster. At least we didn't have Lucky Charms either. Leprechauns are definitely capricious, evil creatures, yeah. actually. So, yes. more they evil. cannot be creatures. trusted. They're all, they're I mean, that cocaine addicted tiger you were talking about, they're all <laughs> yeah. kind of effed up. Right. There was that cookie crisp wizard. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were all kind of insane. Now they <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about serial killers and we're ending with breakfast cereal. And all, breakfast cereal killers. All comes full circle. All comes it's full circle. Natural segue. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, before, we, before we do, I have Brandon has a couple of questions. He always likes to uh they're like rapid fire, put you on the spot stuff. So I'll let him oh, uh really final those. And as you put me on the spot, I, I feel oh. like we kind of, oh, Jesus. 
Hey, and Brendan, you know, I'd say my spring cereal is also blueberry, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, Count Chocula, I think. If I was going to have but... a spring wedding, I'd serve blueberry. Yeah, blueberry. That does seem natural. <laughs> yeah, well, it only makes sense. I... You want to you eat a cereal in its season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to well, know what kind of wine goes with the cereal, too. <laughs> I mean, there's oh, you're, eating, you're eating blueberry in the winter. It's Mexican blueberry, and it's a different. <laughs> yeah, and it just doesn't taste the same. It's not like drinking Mexican Coke, you know? No, right. It just doesn't just doesn't make sense. Um, I don't know. We kind of covered a lot of the fun stuff. Like, oh, good then. But so, if we had a little bit more time, I want to ask you guys about two more things: um, music videos. I absolutely love everything that you guys have done with your music videos. Um, just want to say, awesome job. Great. Awesome, dude. I, to Josh. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. That's uh, something that, like, I am 100%, like, I don't know. Um, I just love working with dead, dead film, you know, stuff that a lot of the stuff that I do is really just a uh, lot, of, lot of public domain stuff. And uh, if it wasn't being used, you know, bottom line, it, it's just dead to the world. So I like breathing new life into it, you know, interjecting myself or yeah. the band into it. And, it. and it really lends to, you know, kind of the vision of getting the stuff out there because it's not thrown together. I, you know, I take, I take quite a bit of time and, and pride in doing those. And uh, yeah, the, the last one that, you know, that I did, I had a blast doing uh, the one for Night Creeps. My wife actually helped me film some of that at the, like I was talking about earlier at the grocery store. And then I just filmed some stuff around the back of my building. Like if you look at that video, you see that lady walking through like these houses and all the houses are kind of half built. So they have that uh, exposed wood look on it. Well, I had just gotten a fence yeah. put out in my backyard. And so I was like, oh, it's got that great exposed wood. I'm going to be able to interject this footage. And if I just change some of the colors just a tad, it'll look closer in there. It's hard to get that 70s grain unless you've got the right filters really to work with on that stuff. But, yeah, that's, you know, I, I really want to continue on that uh, end. And hopefully Chad and Lyle will be able to get together and do some um, – do a couple of videos together here within maybe the next year or so. So that's, nice. that's at least the hope. So keep on, keep on the lookout for more. I'll be definitely doing more of those. Awesome. And if you have any new ones, make sure you share them in our group. Cause I love seeing them pop up. They're awesome. Yeah, definitely. I, I like that you guys have given the platform out there, you know, and, you know, we're talking about us and a lot of other unrelated nonsense, but we really appreciate the, the review, you know, that you guys did for, for night creeps. It's, it's good. It, it helps, you know, when, when we're out there promoting material to other, you know, cause there's just so much you got to get out there and push your stuff. And at the end of the day, um, instead of just you talking a lot of shit about yourself, which ends up happening, you know, you've got to, you got to do that, but it's nice to have these extra entities like you folks out there that are actually, reviewing stuff that wouldn't be getting reviewed by you know pitchfork magazine and shit like that that right. you've got no chance of probably getting in or very little um 
and being well, open. You guys hit a lot of you guys honestly review. I I'm pretty amazed at the amount of stuff that you're reviewing, and it looks like you're doing pretty like in depth reviews on the stuff as well. So, thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, I think a lot of it too is like we we cover what we really enjoy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of it's it it just comes down to you know if, if it's quality content, it needs to be shared. You know, and nice. I think that's it's just super it's paramount I think to share music you know you see memes like oh you know like people that introduce you to new music are like important in your lives and blah 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 but it's it's super true you know like without I don't know like music is different it, it, it's it's super important and when someone needs to hear something you know like you know when someone needs to hear something you know it's like oh my god like you have to share and I feel like a lot of the stuff that we hear and cover just it's not your average stuff you know it's well, not you're your getting lost and, too, and know, it's and not something that everyone likes but that's oh. the thing is there's so many fucking people out there that love it and that's the thing is there's like you know what so what maybe a hundred thousand people don't like it but you know what like a substantial amount of people love it and mm-hmm. and that's where you're winning man like there's just so much like so many people that are just gonna like genuinely just listen and like but, it and love it the thing like the, the thing is for us like for me especially i, I can't speak for everyone involved in kevala but for me that my favorite thing about the site is that i get to kind of find stuff that i like and not really care if anyone's going to read the review and just review it anyway. And then people respond positively and be like, Hey, I never heard of this band. Like this is awesome. Yeah. And that, that's the best part. Like when people actually like, man, I love this. Thanks for sharing it. Like the fact that we know we put someone onto a band that they would never have found otherwise. Like that's, that's why I like doing it. That's, that's the best part. It's, it's awesome sharing like obscure weird music from the, the internet with people on a daily basis. Yeah. It, it's, it's an amazing community that just, we, you know, you share what you love, and when you have all these people that actually are like, "All right, this is weird. This is gritty. Oh, this sounds so sinister," or like the bass on this is just like amazing, or you got to hear like just tones or whatever it is. You know, like it's generally not accepted by the the grand populace. Hey, so, dudes, have you guys? Um... Hold on, I was getting. Can you hear this? I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to make sure you can hear this. Okay, listen up. Creepball, you call us the terror begins. Creepball, real life ghosts and zombies talk to you. Dial one nine hundred four nine zero creep. That's one nine hundred four nine zero creep. Randomly selected calls get connected to me live. Hurry up, we're waiting for you, pigeon. If you're under eighteen, make sure your parents know you're calling. Just two dollars per call. <laughs> I just put that together for night creeps. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I know. I was just sitting here and like, I was like, hold on. I better just put this together. No. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> I just thought everybody would like to hear about creep phone. I'm sorry. Sometimes no, they can be sequitur. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, there's one more thing I want to ask you guys about before I just wanted to say that Blasphemy was my favorite video that you've done so far. I absolutely love that one. Oh, awesome. That's my once that's I'm totally the uh the Rob Zombie of the band because I always try and put my wife in these videos. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sherry Moon Zombie is always gonna be in whatever, you know, Rob Zombie does. So I'm always like Yeah. I'm I'm like, come on, you know, just help me out here and it just ends up working because She's she does like uh, burlesque and stuff like that. She goes by uh, Moxie Rhodes, and she's been doing burlesque a lot and likes to get in front of the camera. And she did actually she did a great job with that video. I was super happy with the way that one turned out. So yeah, yeah cool. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, well I'll definitely tell her. Um, okay, uh, so the yeah. question I had was before we ran out of time. I saw on your Instagram that you have like uh, those Halloween style um, multicolored house toys and little tombstones and stuff. Um, it's Chad. Yeah, what's, that, what's that company called that makes those? I've seen them pop up on the internet a bunch. I used to follow them, but I can't find them again. It's Cryptocurium. Is that's the it. Name okay, of thank the company. you. Thank yeah. you. I've been trying to find that. Yeah, they, that's they, a, a, a sculptor in, uh, in New Jersey whom. I met through the HP Lovecraft community He's a great guy and he does a, a lot of really incredible uh, stuff over there. So if you're a Halloween fan or monster fan, or, you know, he's got uh, figures of slashers and Lovecraftian stuff and popular. Did they, um, did they make like a new social account or something? Cause I used to, I swear I was following them and then they disappeared. And I, I just checked the page. Now I think that guy was arrested. Wasn't he? He was, well, yeah, <laughs> no, he did this latest run for us. He got in some legal trouble and they, they brought him in for a while. So it might've been related to that. Oh, wow. No, I'm kidding. Not at all. That didn't happen. No, no. He, he, he's a good dude. <laughs> Those houses are cursed. Yeah. Buy them, only sells buy them cursed now. items. <laughs> yeah, we have some of those available actually. If folks are interested, uh, they're little figurines of a haunted house that uh, that are based on the old uh, blow mold Halloween toys, the orange and black toys that you. They're see. Like, Chad, they're action figures of haunted houses. Not I'm so sorry. They're action <laughs> figures. Of haunted houses. We've got them in a lot of colors, and you can pick them up. They come with the album. So yeah, we've got some of those left. Cryptocurrency is a great company. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they're very cool. All his stuff is awesome. It's like all the like Lovecraftian stuff and like mm -hmm. the slashes, a little like crazy jack o' lantern figures. It's awesome. Yeah, we kind of and you know with the Lovecraftian stuff, like uh, you know Chad's been doing that for. She's he's been doing the his HP Lovecraft literary podcast for what is it about fourteen years, Chad? Eleven. Oh, wow. close. Okay, yeah, 11. I thought it was longer, but you know. He's been yeah. doing that a long time and uh, it's been helpful. We've gotten to, um, I, you know, meet, it's a nice, conf it's a nice configuration of people together that kind of Chad's got that going on. I've got a lot of contacts on my end. Lyle's got some on his, so we've been able to push this pitch black manor out to a lot more people and uh, we just want, want to keep on growing it. I think so we'll the idea with those um, action figures was that we would, try to release the music on a different medium. Obviously you can get everything through streaming now and, and CDs have gone the way of the dodo, but we thought, what if it's a toy? Originally the idea was it would have a USB that would pull out and would have yeah. tracks. Oh, it right. didn't quite work out, but just the toy itself was a cool thing to do. I mean, I think, you know, people would buy it, get it, and then get the download at the same time. Oh my God, I, I got yeah, one. With a download so. code. 
I was going to say, there's a couple bands that I think you guys would uh, really enjoy. It would be uh, check out Church of Misery if you haven't done it. Okay. Uh, they have uh, uh, they have a whole album dedicated to serial killers. And I think uh, you'd really love it. All right. And then um, just a lot of like kind of like along the theme of like Creep Nights and all that. There's a uh, new album that came out by Old Nick. Uh, I am Vampire Castle. Oh, yeah. Check that out. I think it's, you guys will have a lot of fun with both of that or at least enjoy them. Um, so. It gives us somebody to like some occasionally you can hook up. I've found that if you approach uh, like we've d- done okay with like doing some remix, having some people do some remixes of our stuff. Um, so, you know, it's good to get other names kind of thrown about because um, sometimes people are open to collaboration in that regard too. Oh and yeah. We, collaborations are so much yeah, fun, man. We can well, open them up to a group of people that aren't open to their stuff and vice versa. And yeah. I mean, you know, people get all very, territorial about stuff like that and i'm just like you know i've got you know x amount of followers you don't have that many so how are you going to help me but really at the end of the day you never know when you get going to hit that sweet spot with the right group of people and you kind of cross over i mean i've met people on the internet that i didn't think you know i was like eh whatever and then come back and they're like oh yeah like um i want to do a remix of your material you know, or I, I send them something. They're like, I really dig this. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, now we're in business getting ready to work with somebody else and their fans might hear our stuff and vice versa. And that's hopefully that's what we'll Cause we did one round of remixes for monster classics. Hopefully within the next week, we'll probably start opening up the doors to other people. So um, yeah, if you folks know of other people that do those types of things, you can cast some names our direction, um, and we'll definitely look into them. We appreciate it. We should, yeah, um, yeah. We should uh, connect them with um, Carrion, with Hyde. He, oh, uh, yeah. He oh, he would be a great – oh, yeah, man. I've got someone you know, you um, that guy, I think, had a lot more fun than he would like to admit. He, um, he wants to come on the show again, which I need to talk to you about. But yeah, uh, Hyde Tepes uh, is a guy I'm going to connect you guys with. He uh, is based in Norway. And he's in an industrial gothic band called Carrion. And um, he he's always open to do some Good. Linux stuff with his work or other way around. So yeah, I, I think you guys would be worth talking to each other. Yeah, yeah sure. at 100%. I definitely and think that's Drop him a line. You know, tell him you, you guys, you know, French kiss with us a little while online mm-hmm. and CP wants to do the same thing. I think yeah, that. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. Oh, on, on the topic of bands, you guys should check out. You might not like the music. I'm not sure if you guys are into like extreme metal or not. But as far as horror themes and sampling goes, do you guys know the band Necrophagia? I have heard of them. They um they're like from the late '80s through to I think mm-hmm. three years ago, the lead singer died. Um, that they are absolute kings of like horror metal sampling, like just classic stuff from all the old slasher films and like original Texas Chainsaw Massacre outtakes and original Exorcist and stuff all through nice. all their songs. And they actually have a whole album with a theremin player on every track. Wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I had heard of those guys. I'll uh, go down that rabbit hole again. 
Yeah. I, uh, again, you might like the music, but I think you'll appreciate the uh, the horror themes and the sampling a lot. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I meant about you know the bands I mentioned earlier too. I think you just you'd love it, dude. All right, we're about to run out of time, so I just wanted to say quickly before we we lose it. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and we really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, no problem, anytime. And uh, before you guys uh, head off, is there anything you want to tell people to look out for or check out that's coming Set up? Hit uh, up pitchblackmanner.com, and as always, go to our YouTube channel to see the newest videos. We've got some uh, playlists on there as well, if you uh, are in the mood. Yep. Thanks. Uh, Yep, we generally do playlists around Halloween and stuff like that, but kind of a lot of different influences that we're into. And um, yeah, and if you want one of those little haunted houses, go to the merch section on our uh, band camp and you can get an actual pitch black manor. And I think there are only like four of those left. So they have magical powers. Just, just <laughs> saying. Just saying. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Um, Really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again sometime if you do another album in the future. Okay, sounds Thanks good. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, folks. Thanks.